Okay, so I think we're live. So hi, welcome to episode 25 of the All About It Film Podcast stream. Well, and well, Gaming 25 is pretty much still ongoing. We have the last couple of games left to complete today. As long as well as uh, I think we have uh, three uh, Premier League teams playing today in the FA Cup. Obviously, we know what's going to happen in terms of their uh, fixtures anyways for Game Week 28. But other than that, we have um, a very more or less a big picture right in front of us. And that's what we are going to cover in this stream. That's obviously Game Week 26. What to do? Do we wildcard or not? Do we get in the Brentford Brighton place? That's more or less that has taken an important, what we can say, uh, headline maker at this point, rather than looking at what gaming 26 is going to be, rather than like let's you know use the chip, let's see what we can do, load up these players, isn't that chip planning everything? This that's overtaken a lot, right, guys? Over the last few days, people are not even looking at gaming 26 but looking at the longer picture. I mean, I'm not even looking at the ongoing gaming 25. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, it's, uh, we all went crazy. I, I think this is something that happens every season, right? Around the mid twenties, you have uh, some sort of double game week which looks very attractive. Last year it was the Watford. This year it is the Liverpool, and you go crazy all in, and you take a lot of hits, and then you realize, hey, I've messed up my team. You know, when can I use my white card? Right, this is the perfect time. Exactly. Yeah, like like Sankar told, uh, we should not forget that this game is not gaming is not yet over. We still have two games to go today, and we still have those players who we trusted and thought we'd return points. So far, it's been a disappointing week, but we'll see today. The gaming is not yet over, and we'll see today. Yes, indeed. I mean, the irony is that people took in hits to get Liverpool players, and now they're going to wildcard and throw them out because they will not have a 28 because uh, Fulham beat Leeds, and that especially the game against Liverpool is not going to be a play. And <laughs> it's typical, you know. Uh, health risk time at this point because people are just running here and there and like okay he's going to wildcard this week okay that makes sense even I will wildcard but I think it's it's rather looking at how your team is structured at the moment whether you need to wildcard or not is the most important question that people are not maybe answering and looking at yeah. before we start right uh, what do you think is the optimum uh, you know hits that one person can take without going for a wildcard over two weeks or three weeks right uh, how much would you take i mean for me it's more like minus 12 perhaps i did a minus 12 last week so i don't think i can do it again i would rather go for wildcard uh, what is the hit uh, you know number of hits that you guys can take it depends because like minus 12 sounds huge but it's not actually because you are getting in players who will have like six games over the next four game weeks so which is which is a Great number. They can easily make up for the points. There are nail players who will have six games in the next four game weeks, and there will be players who will, you are bringing a player who will have just three games over the next four game weeks, and another player will have six. So that's a three match difference. So it's worth a minus four or minus eight. So I think a minus 12 is there is no optimal number as such. Even a minus 16 can work perhaps. Like if wild card is already used, or they plan to save the team is in a total mess and they still want to use the wild card on game week 33, 34. So I don't think that's a particular number, but yeah. What number will you be comfortable with? You know, before you go for a wildcard. Ah, uh, minus eight. I, I'm comfortable with the minus eight. Going for a minus eight, yeah. Minus twelve is a little scary, <laughs> seeing the double digit and and if it, it happens like a week like this week, when <laughs> when at, at yeah. some point I saw people scores were like minus one, so I don't want to see that. <laughs> Next, Aditya. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you here. Even I took a minus eight this week. Yeah, I think the human psychology is that as soon as you see a double digit, you kind of get scared. That's what puts off more people. But more or less, there are numerous occasions over the last few seasons where we've seen that minus 12, minus 16 has done wonders to people where they've managed to get a net of maybe plus 10, 12 points more. So if you get in the right players from the right teams at the right time, it will pay off, but that right is the big question. We don't Ma- know. Magical right. words by Aditya. <laughs> right <laughs> time, right place, right place. So, yeah. <laughs> so, more or less, that's the thing. So, this is the these are the talking points that we're going to cover. Basically, we're going to look at game week 26 and 9. Between these couple of game weeks, uh, when would be the ideal time to wildcard, free hit, bench post, and all those other things, or whether we would need to probably save few of the chips for the last leg of the season. Then we will look at Brighton midfielders, obviously, since they have a double in 27. And uh, the three M's, basically, <laughs> floating around. Mitoma, March, and McAllister. Then, uh, obviously, we will look at game week 26, wildcard drafts. Uh, the pros and cons, whether you would need to consider wildcarding solely based on your team structure and maybe the players. Or we'll also cover a bit on the chip strategy, what would be the ideal option at this point. Mind you, there's still few FA Cup games left that will help us for game week 32, I guess, based on the draw, what we get now. And so we need to wait and see. That's based on tonight's game. I think that's after the Spurs game. So we need to wait and see. Then obviously, we could discuss briefly on the captaincy options over the next few weeks because there are different options available other than Haaland and answering your questions in first team. So these are the talking points. So... Let's just get straight away up to game week 26 to 34, the longer run. And I think I'll hand it over to Siri to walk us through the next few shots. So, this is what we have at the moment right now. So, not even at the moment, we have everything till game week 31 confirmed, barring a single game, which is more likely to go as a predicted result. So, I think this is the time where we should plan our teams, how we how we are going to set up our teams, how we are going to use the chip strategy from game week 26 to game week 29 because this is these are these four weeks where there will be big hits doubles blanks everything is there so you could have your strategy in hand before this week's deadline which is two days we have two and a half days to set our team so uh like just two uh credits to firstly credits to ben Crane for this amazing picture ticker uh which makes all our lives easier so i'll just walk you through the doubles and blanks uh upcoming so game week 26 this week will be a single game week where uh, all the teams will play and then game week 27 is the week uh, where there will be four teams doubling brighton brentford palace and southampton so brighton have a good double leeds and palace and brentford have another good double like everton southampton so those four teams are the worst defensive teams like leeds palace everton and southampton and brighton and brentford assets are, are in really good form like attack wise and even defense wise so I think it's it's fair to attack this game week. So game week 28 will be the next week, which is a blank game week. So, so far, just six fixtures are being confirmed for game week 28. And other teams are blank, like 12 teams are playing and eight teams will be blanking. So barring a fixture in FA Cup tonight, so if uh, Spurs lose to Sheffield or, uh, and sorry, if Spurs lose to Sheffield and uh, Southampton needs to lose to Grimsby Town. If those both happens, which is very, very unlikely, then we'll have another fixture in game week 28. So it's like 98% uh, 
confirmed that uh, 90 to 95% confirmed that we will be uh, having a gaming, big blank gaming, gaming 28, where there will be 12 teams playing and 8 teams blanking. Previously, it was feared that there will be just 4 fixtures and 8 teams playing, but credits to Leicester, thanks to Leicester yesterday, that we have a we have our good uh, FPL assets like Leicester as well as Brentford assets to cover up for Game Week 28. So Game Week 28 will be where 12 teams uh, will be playing. So Game Week 29 will be the biggest double Game Week of the season. So it will be the Game Week where 12 teams double. Most of the big teams like United, Newcastle, Arsenal, like uh, not Arsenal, but other teams are doubling. So 12 teams doubling, it will be the biggest double Game Week of the season. Potentially a bench boost using Game Week. So these four weeks are very crucial. And just to uh, round it up till the end of the season, like game week 32 will be a blank game week, which is likely to be another big blank game week. Uh, for that, we should know more from the FA Cup draw, which comes out after this first game today. So we'll have the uh, permutations and combinations after the draw today, like who will be facing whom, and if they lose to whom, who all will be blanking. But as far as we have right now, there are four fixtures confirmed for game week 32, no matter what. And eight teams like Brentford, Villa, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester are, are surely not going to blank in game week 32. That's the information we have in hand right now. So it is a critical period. Like people who don't have a wild card should look at teams who will double in 27. There are teams who double in 27, uh, don't blank in 28, and also double in 29. Or the teams who don't blank in 28, 32, and also double in 29. So this is the potentially uh, path breaking time of the season where uh, you should focus on your chip strategies. So yeah, so after game week, th game week 32 will be the another blank game week due to the FA Cup semi-finals as mentioned. And after that, there will be two smaller doubles like game week 34 and game week 37. So game week 34 and game week 37 doubles will be the teams who are blanking in game week 28 and 32. Those postponements will be rescheduled in game week uh, 32. Like it will be uh, uh, postponements on 28 and 32 will be rescheduled in 34 and 37. So that we will know that we may know before the game week 29 deadline or after the game week 29 deadline. We are not yet sure of it. But regarding the game week 28 blanks, we'll know it by tonight after this first game. So that's all the information we have in hand. This is the this is put up in a slide. Uh, basically, what I have mentioned right now is being these are the information which we have in hand right now. Yeah. So uh, if you go back to the last slide, right? Uh, I think looking at the fixtures, one thing I understand, uh, you have to give up on some game week. Right? Uh, you cannot take all the game weeks. <laughs> I mean, you can plan uh, the best to optimize uh, you know, your strategy of movement of assets from one team to another, one team to another, uh, and take hits along the way. Right? Uh, obviously, our wildcard now will help you a lot in reducing the number of hits. But if you are not uh, you know, taking any hits, if you're very comfortable in 28, most probably you will not be as comfortable in 32, right? Uh, unless you start moving again uh, from 30 downwards, right? Purely on fixtures, which does not is not always the right uh, you know, approach, right? Uh, so there's one game week which are which you're going to mess up, and the idea is you choose now which is the game week that you're comfortable, you know, giving up a bit, right? Uh, playing with 10, playing with nine, which is that game week, and uh, you know, then you take a call, right? Uh, also, like I said, like you said, I think I agree a lot. Uh, this is that time of the year where that differences start showing up, right? Uh, now the ranks are very tight, right? Uh, four, five points, I think, covers you like 50k, yeah. 60k, right? And this is the time when you're planning your strategy, 
can help different sector because this is when people start uh, you know that gap starts increasing slowly and slowly in the time of uh, double and blank giving so uh, while obviously this uh, risk element but that risk has a high 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 reward when it comes to the ranks at least it's something that i've seen last year as well right? and uh, i understand one thing i understand from wildcard point of view why people want a wildcard there's a summary that you see on the right side right three teams that we are now docked up on loaded up on is liverpool arsenal city uh, arsenal city we have always been right most of them have most of us have around five assets from them right and liverpool uh, is the team that we took up uh, you know the game week 25 we went uh, hardcore some got two some got three so we have like seven to eight teams uh, seven to eight players uh, in our squad right? okay. they're all looking on the negative because either they have blanks in 28 uh, right uh, uh, in 32 or they have they don't have a strong double game week they have single game weeks arsenal and city are single game week in uh, 29 right and look at the upside, right? If, if you look at teams like Villa, Brentford, like just like Sydney said, right? these are good teams. They have teams, they have fixes all along the way. So it's just the point of whether six versus four will come out in your favor, right? Sometimes it doesn't, right? So you have to be slightly caref careful. But uh, that upside is what we are chasing uh, from this potential wildcard discussion, right? Exactly, and that is the upside also to chase, not like. Uh like last season or somebody said we're not uh, focusing on Watford players we're focusing on generally good players from brighton and brentford uh who are like like brighton are among the top five attacking teams in the league post restart and brentford are the, among the top five defensive teams post restart the numbers are also there and they're also quality sides like Brighton are pushing for europe so it is it is where you can chase the upside and we can catch up the points Yeah, so I mean, uh, Villa, Brentford, we obviously we have a couple of things to discuss over to the next few slides. And one thing is Chelsea and uh, Chelsea's form at the moment, you know, we all know how they're playing and they're really struggling. And uh, we need to see how teams perform. Obviously, we have Champions League games coming up. Again, the last, the last legs are left and obviously European competitions are going to affect the way teams prioritize which games they need to focus on while we will see some teams playing uh, well in the league. Obviously, Arsenal have to like play well in the league. There is no option for them. This is the chance. It's like now or never. For City, more or less, yes, City will also try to attack. But obviously, we have a City fan here. And obviously, the dream for Pep would be to go after the UCL. So, we all, all the top four teams, arguably the top six teams, have different ambitions. I think that slowly, I think after... Uh, I think the next round of FA Cup, we will come to know exactly who's, who wants to go for what. So uh, uh, this this is one of the reasons people do not like to go for you know later wildcards, right? Uh, wildcard keeping it late is because teams later in the season, right? They start taking uh, that decision, right? So someone like uh, you know City, they would if they are doing really well in Champions League, they are going to take those calls. They they are going to rest or bench or rotate your favorite asset, right? And that will make things very difficult for you if you're keeping your chips for later. I mean, it's just a con, right? Uh, that's uh, one thing that you also have to keep in mind, that uh, different teams will have different ambitions and they will take distance accordingly. For example, as a United, if they reach towards Europa's semis, right? Semis, uh, finals, quarterfinals, right? 
that's when they'll also start taking. I'm sure Ritten Hag cannot ru- keep running Rashford a lot. At some point of time, he would be like, hey, let me rest him for a week here. I think my lads are doing well either way, right? So those things also, if you are going heavy early, you might be able to you know, escape out of those kind of decisions. Yeah, yeah, agree. So, like, uh, from your perspective, like, who are all the teams you are going to target for the next four weeks? Like, I personally think it's in the order of Brighton, Brentford, and Aston Villa, and then Leicester. Like, it's Aston Villa means it's Watkins, and Leicester means it's Madison. But so, yeah, this is the four teams. As you can see from the uh, slide we have, like, Brighton are going to have two doubles and don't blank in like. 20 uh they blank in 28 like brentford are having two doubles in 27 29 and don't blank in 28 and 32 also so yeah so they are the team to target and brighton double in 27 29 but they blank in 28 but and again they're most likely to blank in 32 as well so yeah these are the teams to target and then leicester is another uh thanks to esther's loss they also have a good uh good runoff pitches so or they have a uh they have a they have a slight run where you can target Madison or even Hernancho for that run. They don't they have a surely have, have a game in 28 and 32, and I also have a good double in 29. Yeah, yeah. Of these, I think one good thing is we have Newcastle in this group, right? Newcastle is a team that is looking to go into you know the Champions League next year. They are very close to top four. So at least bankable assets or you know top performance right uh, and that's where uh, we would be you know happily able to target right and like you said uh, Sini, i think uh, you can look at which other teams are there for attack which are the, the teams there for defense right brentford and newcastle for me in this seven teams list stand out for their defense right either you go heavy on them you know have two two assets each or one or two assets each but you can have more representation from these teams and Comfortably so, because uh, both the inherent metrics, both the number of clean sheets, they have been doing well uh, in over, over the entire season, I would say. Right. Similarly, Leicester, good attacking team. But li- like we saw, yeah, you know, uh, the way they lost in uh, you know, FA Cup as well. It's very difficult to trust Leicester. High upside moves. I love Madison as a player. Okay. Whenever he's on form, he gives you points, right? He, he's, he's like Kane. If he's on form, he'll keep on giving you points, right? Till he loses that form, right? So, always a guy to pick up at the right moment. If you do that, so good to have. And uh, I love Nacho as a pick. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, mentioned Nacho because when we talk of Brentford, we cannot miss the name of uh, Ivan Tony, right? The guy is doing so, so well. But uh, we came to know that he has also acknowledged some of the you know charges against him by FA on betting. While there is still some time, we are told that before he goes out, before FA takes a call at least. Uh, but you would always want an exit strategy, right? Out of Ivan Tony. And I think with Nacho, we have that perfect exit strategy. Either you take and, Ivan and then... Uh... Yes, you were saying so. Yeah, so uh, it's like, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony is on eight yellow cards. Uh, he is he may get banned any time due to the betting charges. Like the latest we have is that he has time to respond and he'll be safe. Like he's likely to be few weeks at least. So you are going to punt him for the next two three weeks, or 
not going to take the risk and go for the Watkins or Felix or Ihal Achurut. Like, what are your thoughts on Tony? My personal thoughts on even Tony is even I'm going to get him. Only going to get him this week, even if he is going to get banned or not, because they have the fixture of Fulham this week without Palinia, and I think Palinia is a big miss for Fulham. Like we did put out a thread on all about FPL about like how he'll be a big miss. Like Palinia is is the is leading. For tackles and successful tackles in the whole of Europe, and he is more important to the uh, Fulham system. So, so he will be a big miss, and I think that that is this is the time to attack with Tony. Then he has the good double game week, and then uh, he has a fixture in versus Leicester also. Leicester, like you mentioned, we we just talked about Leicester. Leicester, I was just going through Leicester stats, and they don't have clean sheets since the World Cup. In fact, they have, they have the conceded the most goals since the World Cup break. So, attack. Ways they are good, but defense ways they are they can see three, four, and Brentford are a side who love to attack every time. So it is it is always there. And like I went only like we were telling the next fixtures are then uh, the blank game he has Leicester. Before that he has a good double in Leeds and Palace. Again we need not tell more about how poor defensively Leeds and Palace are. So I think I'll have him till he is he is not suspended or he is not. <laughs> Found fully guilty and banned. So that's my thought. Like, what are you guys planning on Tony? You guys already have him or planning to get him? Uh, uh, it's just a feeling, right? Uh, that uh, when you go for risky punts like this this season, right? It has always backfired, right? Uh, you go for Mitrovic and he gets that uh, you know fifth yellow card and he misses out in a double game week. You go for Darwin Nunes, having seen him play against Real Madrid, and then you see sudden you know this guy not play, right? So. In my heart, you know, in my gut says, don't go, don't go, don't go, right? It looks very attractive. It looks too good to be true. And those backs are right, eight, eight uh, yellow cards and, uh, and a possible ban, right? That tells me just don't go there. Because we have enough, I mean, if you ask me today, if Spurs move out, obviously you have to move out of Kane as well, right? In spite of the fact that he's trickling in, right? Haaland, we are not going to captain. Now you have to ask yourself, should I go Haaland or not? If I'm not going to captain, hey, well, and this is a wild card, maybe I can go crazy, right? If I'm not going with these assets, then I have a you know definite place for someone like Ivan Tony. But if I'm still retaining someone like Haaland, right? And if I'm going with someone like Watkins, who's fairly comfortable, who also looks who looks on better form, in fact, compared to you know Ivan Tony, I might I might uh, you know just not go there. Uh, and uh, hope and pray that he gets his uh, two yellows early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, even I'm kind of the similar board. Like, I, I've, to be honest, I've really not given, you know, time to think on these things at the moment. Because more or less people will start to, you know, make you know, decisions post the game today. Obviously, the couple of Premier League games and obviously the FA Cup games will give people enough information to decide okay who's playing well and who's not playing at this point but obviously I think I'm more or less inching towards Watkins rather than Tony but uh, the only immediate advantage is that they have a double in 27 while I think Watkins will have a double only in 29 so that's the only thing you'll probably look at and uh, that would be the only uh, probably Persuasion at this point for you to go for Tony rather than Watkins, probably just to attack the shorter spell. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that uh, that short term upside is what sells cyber and for us, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the short term, like how until it gives you returns or ease ban, then go to somewhere else. Like Watkins is equally good, but my thought is like I want to have both in my teams as soon as possible. Be it this week or before game week 27, and then even remove them after game week 28. Like if there are. If if we have better players there, like even also for the game week twenty nine double, he has two good fixtures. We can see then and but we we know what we have in right now. So attack is my thought. Uh, and what are the thoughts for uh, you know the second batch of teams uh, that we mentioned? Right, don't blank in twenty eight uh, and don't double as well. Uh, right, we had teams like Arsenal. Right, now we are heavy on Arsenal. What's your plan on uh, teams like Arsenal, City, uh, etc. Arsenal, at least we know, plays in 28 as well, right? One player, two player, what do you want to do? Um, on wildcard or just with the transfers? Like with the uh, transfers, I want to On wildcard, I'll surely have Saka because he's like a must one right now. And NKTI, we can't afford to go on wildcard. It's just a one-week punt for now because we have better strikers with better doubles coming up. So, uh, and NKTS has been has not been delivering the points also. So if uh, if I if I don't have the wild card, I'll play him this week, just this week, and then move elsewhere. But if on a wild card, I'll not go for NKTS. Saka is a must one, and I'll go for Oregon just for this Bournemouth game and the game week 28 blank, and then switch switch the Oregon to someone else. Like Oregon hasn't written much in the last six games, but I still feel that these are the games where he could return, and there is still potential. Because and then move to uh, Brighton midfield in game week twenty nine. Makes sense. Makes sense. Perfect. So, so yeah, now we are looking at the next set of teams. Yes, we good. Yeah, these are the seven teams who we know that we don't blank in twenty and uh, have a double in twenty nine. Like we discussed, like uh, Brentford. And Brighton, we have discussed in detail. What are your thoughts on Estupinan? Like, he is injured at the moment. Estupinan and March missed the FA Cup game due to injuries. But I think if he is fit, Estupinan should be on top of our radar. Like, Brighton are slightly leaky defensively. Like, they just have like two clean sheets from the last 12 games and they are more attacking since disagree. But Estupinan is not just a defender to me. Like, he is capable of bonus. He has three assists in the last five games and there is always attacking potential. He should be on. Top of everyone's list come game week 26 or 27 if he is fit. Correct, correct. The my only thought is you know, both these two players who are injured, right? Uh, they would be high on our radar, right? So try and take as much news as you can about these injuries before you jump in, right? Uh, you do not want to, you know, make a wildcard draft only for you to find out suddenly one or two players are injured, right? It, Scuppers up uh, your plans uh, heavily. Uh, but, so I would try and wait and see how much news I can get about when these guys will be back. If we see them training, if we you know hear from the Brentford uh, uh, reporters that these guys look good, definitely. Uh, I think Estudian, like you said, looks really, really strong attacking-wise. Uh, but again, uh, you know, one thing that I've always noticed, uh, teams, when they don't do well defensively, right, the defensive assets struggle, right? We saw with Liverpool as well, you know, guys like Trent as well, they struggle because you are really, you know, hoping that they give you assist every week for you to get those 
six to seven points, right? Without that clean sheet, right? If there's no clean sheet at the beginning of the, you know, add to support that assist, then that upside is really low, right? So I, I'll I'll be a bit worried there. You know, I would rather want teams who are pretty stronger defense. For example, like I said, Newcastle and Bradford, right? I would trust them. I would go there and know that these guys will take those clean sheets and get one or two bonus points there as well. Right, so that is all. That has always been my preference. Defensive assets, right? Look for those clean sheets, and then see who can give you that additional extra, not the reverse. Yeah, agree, agree. And like uh, outside, uh, Tony, who do you think are the Brentford assets to focus on? Like we have discussed in detail about Tony just now. Other than Tony, like who are you thinking we should be on our thoughts in the coming weeks? I think uh, because we have been so popular on the Kepa thing, right? Uh, and now we have seen consistently that you know Chelsea are not that, not looking that good defensively. They are also looking very poor attacking wise. So I think the impetus is on Potter to focus on attack now. Right? He would try and score goals, and that means that they are always going to be open. Yeah, the, that means that they are always going to be open to concede, right? So that makes Raya a very strong replacement for me. You know, I have a problem in Kepa, I move to Raya, right? Uh, that's why he's on top of my list. Uh, Benmi is a very strong asset, uh, you know, can do something from corners, etc. But at the end of the day, he, he gets those, uh, you know, bonus points as well because of uh, clearances, because of tackles, right? So he, he will be a bit higher on BP side. I'll think a bit about going double on Brentford, but uh, my top two assets are these two, uh, right? If we know that Tony is someone who might not play for long, but I mean, we we now get an idea. We have now got an idea that he's there for the double game week, right? With that, I think we'll we'll all start with Tony, right? And then couple it with Raya and me. I'm not very sure about Pinock, Mbuemo because these are assets who I'm not very confident of, right? Because Currently, when you are playing with a, I think uh, when we look at your wildcard draft side, we all have money to play with, right? We, we, we are letting go of all those high premium assets. We are going to the smaller team. So we have money to play with. We have more than 11 players who can play. So I'll always be worried. Should I play MVMO? Even if, and will he always start? Uh, what does, If it's only a two-pointer, what's the point? You know, what's the point of going there, right? So that thing will always be in my mind, uh, in spite of the fact that he has a double game. Another thing to note about the, uh, if you already have Kepa, if you're planning on a game with 29 bench boost, you should note that like uh, Kepa and Raya do rotate well. Like uh, on a game with 26, well, you can go for Kepa and Raya because like game with 26, Chelsea have leads home, which you can play Kepa. Then Brentford for the double, Everton and Southampton double. Then again, Chelsea for the Everton home game in, in the game with 28 blank. And then uh, again, Kepa for the game with 29 double. So it is quite started. Like and, and uh, 32 also you are covered with Raya. So on a bench boost, I think it is a good combination to have both Kepa and Raya. And on a bench boost, this is also another uh, combination to ponder upon. Like we can have Ward also along with Raya. Correct. I, I would rather play Raya in all the matches, but I would bench boost using Kepa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one more question, Sankar. Just that we discuss about forwards right now. I think like uh, would you do the NKDR to Tony transfer for game week 26 because NKDR is up against Bournemouth home and Tony against Fulham. So what do you think? 
I mean, I mean, with these moves, right? It's uh, easy. You look at the. Not on a wild card, on a free transfer. Uh, on a long term thing, this looks perfect, right? Uh, because we know Jesus is back in training, right? So Eddie, if he plays to today, I don't think he'll play the Bournemouth one. If he does not play today, Arteta has already said he will rotate a bit for the Bournemouth match. So then it makes sense for me to wait. But uh, if if I can make a move for Tony, I would. And I know that Tony is there for next four to five fixtures at max. I would rather, you know, do that move early and uh, try and gain the max that I can get from Tony before I sell him again. Right? I, I would do that move early. Yeah, and and for those teams like I was going through, who are these other players like from anyone interested from Forest or Bournemouth for the, from these list of teams? Like we have discussed everyone, and I don't know like Forest. We have Gibbs White and. From Bournemouth, we have Solanke. Surprisingly, I was going through Solanke's numbers and and his numbers have been quite good. Like for a five-one-five striker, he has like ten returns from eighteen, seventeen games this season. So which is which is very decent. And their fixture run is also good. They are up against. Uh, let me go through the fixtures. Like they are up against Liverpool, Villa, Fulham, Brighton, and Leicester. Like uh, yeah. So Liverpool and Villa are top two for big chances conceded since the World Cup. So I think there are the pictures for Solanke, and if Bournemouth score, like Solanke is more more likely to be involved, and they are fighting relegation, so they are desperate for goals. So and if- I think they are playing well also. Something that we have seen even in the City uh, match, I think uh, uh, they were they are playing well. Right? Suddenly, obviously, you know, once City started, they started, but they started off well. So. Uh, I think Bournemouth are playing as a good, solid team. In fact, the fixtures, uh, you know, I know some of us are targeting Bournemouth in the fixtures. Bournemouth away is no longer an easy match to play. It's something that I've noticed, you know. Teams going there, they are not having an easy time playing there. And I would be open to that move as my third forward for me to give an option, at least. Uh, you know, not everyone wants to take a... For example, if I, I don't have a risk appetite with Tony, right? knowing that that guy is going away in three, four weeks, I, I'll go with Haaland and Watkins and I'll go with Solanke as my third forward. Knowing that that guy plays for sure, knowing that uh, you know he'll play 90 minutes and like you said, he will be involved in some way or the other. He's almost a talisman for them. right? So I'm, I'm fairly comfortable taking those kind of risks Right, uh, knowing that that guy plays more over the long term. Yeah, not necessarily by suggesting like pick Tony, a uh, pick Solanke or the likes of Watkins and Tony. But if your team wants that, he's not at all a bad option. He's good to go at five point five million. Correct. So, Aditya, okay, what? So, tell us a yes, bit yes, about sir. where 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 yeah, we want to go. Hmm. So, I mean, like, pretty much, uh, I'm kind of agree with most of the things that we discuss at this moment. Obviously, Brentford is the team that people will look to attack and Tony is, obviously. But uh, I think there will be a lot of us who will try to maybe ship Darwin out for Tony this week on a transfer and keep in Eddie also. We, we don't know. But, again, rotations and congestion is something where we are not, like, we don't know who's going to be benched at what point. And, uh, and managers have become very smart. They even in their pre-match interviews and all, they they don't reveal anything nowadays. They just you know, you know keep what they call a poker face. Like let's say yeah, everybody is fit, everybody is trained. Boom, somebody is not there with the squad. The deadline has already passed. <laughs> so you've all got played a lot this season. Uh, so 
But with regards to Tony, we've, we've, all, all, we've already got a few updated information as we just said. Probably I think till about uh, April, we still have, he has time to, I think, appear in. So for the next few weeks, he's fine. But obviously, he's, he's, he's on a suspension tightrope. But yeah, Tony and Raya are obviously the two good picks. And as we said, Gibbs White from Forest. I mean, nobody's going to go there unless they're desperate to get a player from that spot. But obviously, he's the one who's been playing well so far for them in the last few weeks. Same goes with Solanke, as, as you said, right? Out of, what, 18, 18 appearances, 10 returns or something. So, that's a decent number for a forward for 5.5, right? I think, what are you asking more at a price bracket? Uh, so, uh, one interesting question that I saw, uh, you know, I think Kozwell has asked this question. Uh, you know, interesting thought. Would you bet Tony in game week 27 if he gets booked? Versus Fulham in game week 26, right? Uh, so if you're delaying this move by one week, right? Uh, this something like this happens, and then you have to ask yourself: Are you going to take that risk? If he's currently he's on eight yellow cards, you know, decision still becomes a bit easier if he's there on nine, right? Are you willing to take that risk, knowing that he's there for another four or five weeks? I won't. I know I won't. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think if we've covered this, let's look at the next slide. What we have, so obviously, we have the pros like, and cons for just to summarize the players to target like who who are on your priority list for me, it's Tony, Brighton, Mid, and then Watkins or someone else. So, who that's my priority list for me. Like, what, what what's your priority list? If I'm not wildcarding, I would start with the Brighton midfielders. It's just it's so tricky knowing what is the who is the correct answer, right? I just, if I knew who is the correct answer, you know, I would definitely start with, the, with that guy. What what helps with you know Brentford is you know Tony is the end product, is the end guy, right? You go there, you wait for four five weeks, you know he scores in one game week for sure and a mega one, right? That helps. With Brighton, you do not know that uh, they keep changing the study, and this is something that we have yet to talk in detail, but. Brighton keep changing their tactics a bit, right? Over the last two, three matches, we saw McAllister coming up so forward, playing in a different role altogether. And then we saw in the FA Cup match, you know, it changed altogether because uh, Welbeck came into picture, right? So they have a lot of you know players getting fit. The manager is someone who's very well-known tactically, right? He takes his time and he uh, makes his calls as per the opposition. So... One thing that's going to make things very difficult for us is to identify who's the right Brighton asset. Uh, especially in moves like this, right, where you your entire wildcard success depends on four game weeks, right? It's just four game weeks where either you uh, you know fly out and create a difference of, say, 30-40 points and you are like, really happy, or you don't. And uh, something like this can really you know change uh, the way you see your Brighton, uh, your wildcard, uh, you know, being successful. Let's see. who's on your priority list? Top transfers. If you are on a wildcard, this if you're not on a wildcard this week, not trying to say the wildcard for say 29 or 34. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the immediate you look at is give me 27, and obviously, you're going to target Brighton, Brentford, probably. Out of the four sides, the two teams that are decent in terms of form and I mean, the return of points is more obvious there. 
So obviously Tony is going to be locked in, and then I think as as you discussed, right? We don't know who to go for. I would probably just you know maybe side with Mitoma here. Obviously the entire crowd is going to follow one way. So we'll see. But obviously Mekelis's numbers have been good over the last few weeks. But we don't know where he's going to end up playing. Whether he's going to play in the middle or whether he's going to play behind. That's something we are not sure. So probably Mitoma. And I think Watkins has been playing well. Uh, his numbers also have been better. So I think these three would be the players. Obviously, Watkins will have a double in 29. But still, uh, if you play a front three formation, I think you could, you could get away with uh, Haaland, Tony and Watkins maybe over the next few weeks. Just based on that their form. Template, template front three, yeah. For the coming weeks, <laughs> yeah. Haaland, Tony and Watkins. So next, uh, pros and cons of uh, obviously the wildcard decks. What people are going to look at at this point, whether they need to do or not. And uh, obviously, that's what we've been discussing. Right, Brighton and Brentford uh, is probably the only way to go big if you're on a wildcard. And obviously, you'll get an excuse to excuse not an opportunity to get rid of the Liverpool assets. We'll see how they play well. Hopefully. Those who got minus eight, minus twelve for triple Liverpool, at least something goes in our way finally today. <laughs> Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What if uh, many have Salah, Salah captain, Nunes and Trent? So what happens like if Liverpool win three zero and Salah gets like twenty with captain and Nunes get eight points and Trent gets twelve points? What do you do with them? Uh, will you still be wild carding or <laughs> that's the tricky question, right? I don't think I'll write uh, because again uh, we we are looking at glimpses of Liverpool doing well and that's got us sucked in into this you know taking hits right minus four minus eight minus twelve etc right so if we see that glimpse actually you know coming well uh, and your prediction doing well I would rather stick to players with uh, Arsenal and the Liverpool right and hope that everyone goes for Brent Brentford Brighton some surprise results come in right with smaller teams you never know. And uh, with Liverpool, we have a Bournemouth match there, cup coming, right? I remember last time Liverpool played Bournemouth. <laughs> there was a crazy score of 9-0, right? And Salah did not win. Salah did not win. They have won 9-0, right? Uh, United and Liverpool would be an interesting match because I expect it to be a high-scoring match, right? So, I, I'm fairly comfortable Seeing, you know, playing both Rashford as well as Gapko, as well as Saw, as well as Trent, uh, right? Uh, maybe, you know, it will be difficult for me to, you know, bench one of Trent and Saw. If I have both, I'll play them and hope that both give us attacking returns, right? So, uh, that, that is one reason if, you know, Liverpool do well today, right? The entire attraction of wildcard would go down for me. Then it will be like, hey, last week I was not sure of a wildcard. I was... Like, if I get Liverpool, I will be through. And suddenly, Liverpool are doing well. Why? What is the rush, right? Uh, yeah, I know it's uh, good to get those extra fixtures. But then at the end of the day, these are extra fixtures of mid mid teams, right? Uh, maybe I can ignore. So, I, I think a few more wildcarders will come down. Yeah, and the thing with, uh, like, we are playing the wildcard to attack the game week 27 and to clear our game week 26 baggage. The, the likes of Liverpool assets and the NKTA, who we don't want on the longer run. So the thing is, like, I think personally, I would wait for the press conference because, like you mentioned before, the injury news of March and Estupinan is also a big thing. 
and and the latest regarding tony what all we have before we delay what are all the information we have before we delay that's a big, big swing for me because i don't want to get tony estiban and marson wild card and not see them getting those doubles like they are not being available for the doubles that would be a nightmare so i think that's the risk play, advantage of playing it in game week 27 where we will have more and more information with this game week passing by we'll have more information and and the safer play but yeah, if you yeah. go for game week 26 And if Liverpool lose to Wolves two zero today, game week twenty six suddenly makes more, lot lot more sense. You can get the tri- Liverpool triple up out and NKT out like everyone and and attack the game week twenty seven to twenty nine stretch. Correct, correct, correct. True, uh, right, true. But the only reason uh, you know twenty seven would be difficult for you to do uh, is that you know Liverpool play Bournemouth. Arsenal go Fulham away, uh, where uh, like we mentioned, Fulham has a strong defensive midfielder now out of the game, right? Uh, uh, you have United playing Southampton at home, but they blank the next week immediately, right? So those decisions that you have to take, you'll be forced to take, uh, will make you know game week twenty seven a bit difficult for us. Yeah, agreed. So it's totally team dependent. Those magical words, like it is. If you want a wild card in game week twenty six or twenty seven or later, it's totally team dependent and and the information which we have before the deadline. But uh, since like but in general like nothing against game week twenty six wild card because it is a good strategy and it helps you cover game week twenty six to twenty nine, and also uh, possibly for the game week thirty two blank so that you can save the free hit for the game week thirty two or even for the thirty four or thirty seven doubles. So it is a very sound strategy. Yes, I mean even even last season we kind of uh, there was there were a lot of managers including me who went aggressive at this point. I think it was the the time we got in Coutinho, and uh, it just massively backfired. He just kept on blanking two pointers, one pointers, two pointers, one pointers. So uh, and it it went off the rails for most of us. But obviously the the thinking that. That you, I mean, the process you follow, the thinking, the way you structure, everything matters. And and now that we are back to the way football is played in terms of the congestion, the calendars, and now obviously past few seasons, you know, was completely COVID-ridden, and we had a lot of unexpected postponements. But now it's it's way it's back to the typical 32 blank. So previously we used to free hit always for 32, and then always wild card in 33, 34 attack those doubles. Or some used to free hit in thirty eight or thirty seven, so all those here and there we have those things. But now with these extra, you know, uh, I mean, we we don't usually get a lot of doubles, but we have actually caught one in twenty nine, which is some sort. I think one of the biggest doubles now, and then we'll have one later, maybe of the same size. So just for us to pick and choose to see which one. Uh, Is better, but obviously people will obviously look at what is right in front of them, and that's obviously game week twenty nine. And uh, seeing the crowd on Twitter and the managers and the bubble that we are all part of is going to probably sway us. Most of us, at least, wild carding either this week or wild carding close to twenty nine. I think. So uh, yeah, so we just made a uh, like if you guys are planning on the game week twenty six wild card, we just made a rough draft on. Uh, For all the like we discussed the teams and players to target, we just made a rough draft and how the team will look when 
28 and the double in 29 so that you can attack these four weeks with the with the wild card draft so i'll just quickly uh, read out the draft we have like 6.9 million in the bank raya in goal james uh, reese james is, is a pick which we have put to cover on the chelsea defense like we know uh, silva is out and there are still uh, variation is a decent pick but there are still two two three center backs fighting for the two center backs slot like uh, fofana is back and then kohli boy is also there so we have put in james or even chilwell is a good shout so yeah james uh, we have raya in goal james me trippier estupinan uh, yeah estupinan uh, and minks those are the five defenders on wild card in midfield we have odegaard march if fit or else it will be mcallister saka mitoma rashford and in forward line we have watkins haland and ihanacho again like ihanacho or tony is is how you want to approach how you play the game it is up to you to take that call like ihanacho or tony because if you want to go risk free ihanacho is a good shout there is still upside with ihanacho he's also still fairly one and is a good differential but tony many will be he's already going to be close to 30% manager no people will be transferring him so it's up to you to decide and this draft like how it will look for the game with 27 double can you go to the next slide i'll tell like uh, without doing a transfer like uh, the plan is to roll the transfer and we'll still have five doublers three doublers from brighton and two doublers from brentford for this game with 27 double so five five is a good number right uh, so this is and by rolling the transfer to target the blank game week for game week 28 the plan is to use one free transfer uh, one free transfer Uh, like do the march to madison move to attack the like because lester are a team to attack from game week 28 and they have like brentford and they have a good double in 29 also so i think uh, madison to march is a good move for game week 28 that's the transfer plan and rolling the other transfer by doing that we will still have like 10 players for the blank game week which is a solid number i think uh, that will help you to catch up the ranks for game week 29 the plan is we will have two free transfers to do saka to march and then odegaard to bruno and then bench boost so this is the uh, rough plan we have like uh, again getting back a brighton midfielder for the game week 29 and and removing saka is totally up to you because saka is still a good single game week player he has a good picture in game week 29 saka uh, is up i think against leeds or fulham in game week 29 and it is difficult to ignore yeah yeah so and and hal like if you do that it will still be uh, if you still make the saka move you using the two free transfers you still have 13 doublers and then hal and and saka for the game with 29 doubles you can use the bench boost which will be so you can uh, fairly attack these four game weeks and you can confidently tell that you will be up with the green arrow by the end of game week 29 but after that how you are going to manage will be the thing if you don't have any chips left or you just have the free hit left and going by this draft this team is likely is well covered for the game with 32 double also from the information we have right now there are four fixtures confirmed for game with 32 and uh, from these teams we we already have like 1 2 3 4 like six seven players from these doubles yeah from the blank game week yeah seven players is already there and we'll have a stretch of 30 31 and 32 to get 10 10 or 11 players for the game week 32 so even you just have the wild card left game week and no free no bench boost nothing 
still gave me 26 is a good shot so these are the merits like it can cover you up to the gamic 34 stretch and gamic 34 will is when the the doubles happen 34 and 37 and you will know the information beforehand like we have we may get the information even before gamic 29 deadline so you can plan for the gamic 34 37 doubles also so by all means i i love this strategy and i think even though i don't want wild card seeing this really tempts me like what are your thoughts on this draft please like <laughs> i really like a wild card that you know gets on a plan right like i said you have a plan here from a game week 20 up to game week 29 and 32 you know what is the end result right so 29 to 32 also there is a sort of a plan right how you navigate and where, what you want to do we know right uh, that, that is something that i like like uh, apart from that generally uh, you know one thing that i like to do in my wild card is have 5 to 6 you know different kind of players right uh, that gives me the upside right so against a person who's not going on a wild card like say i am not going on a wild card and you are then on uh, there on wild card in game week 29 for sure you will have james additional right because i would not have gone james i would have picked between me and james and mostly i would have gone with ben me right i would not have gone mings right so you have two defenders with two fixtures additional uh ideally i would have gone with two of the brighton assets you will have one brighton asset additional right and similarly i think up forward you will have one player uh, you know i might go nacho by taking hits or i might go watkins right so somewhere or the other you will be getting gains right so i think you will get five or six good gains out of it right which if works gives you a really really strong advantage so i think the core principles of a wild card is always how can you you know move out of a streak right so currently we are all in a liverpool arsenal city stream and this gives you a very good way to move out to a different stream or together with good fixtures and attack right my only worry here is what happens post 32 right because from 29 to 31 i will use my transfers to target 32 again because i have only six right when it goes to 34 uh you know and 34 is when most of the big teams are doubling right i think i have moved out of most of the big teams here in 32 right and i have if i have used my free hit right and 32 i am not free hitting then what is the plan now? do you want to use 34 as a free hit ashini yeah 34 is a good place to free hit but like it all most big teams will be doubling there so i think that the ploy would be to Uh, take a big big hit that minus eight or minus twelve to get the big players. Either like you mentioned in the start of the stream, either you attack here and take the hits here or manage here and then wild card there, or if you wild card here and then attack to the hits there. I think by that time we'll have more knowledge on who is there in UCL, which teams are chasing for the title, who have something to play for, who don't have something to play for, who are actually good, and 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 this is the stretch where we. how towards the end of the season we'll have few players like suddenly like uh, ihanacho madison those kind of players like those popular picks popping up and he'll be suddenly on everyone's team we can catch those bandwagons at that time so i think i think those times with the hit if if i why you can't yeah when do you plan to use the free hit have you used it no i still have all my chips left including a triple captain chip so okay So, so, what is your strategy for the other two chips? Uh, when do you, when are you thinking? You know, lose thoughts. 
yeah so my loose thought is like as i told gave me 26 wild card and then uh, navigate with this structure which we mentioned just now and then use the pre hit in game week 34 or 37 depending on uh, 29 is bench boost which i'll do as as i as shown in this graph and the other two chips is like triple captain and the pre hit is depends on how things are 34 and 37 i'll keeping it open yeah makes sense makes sense perfect i, I think this looks you know much more uh, it looks very attractive to me now right now that i can see there's a very good plan ahead right especially uh, you know knowing that there is so much complexities uh, right in the week right if i'm not doing a wild card now i have to really go through the fixtures keep taking you know moves taking hits you know and taking hits to move out of players right so it's it's going to be a lot of noise you know taking those decisions and uh with short term decisions this always a uh, way it backfires right like we saw with the liverpool move right if you're moving in just for one week it backfires so with a wild card you are setting up things in a much smoother way at least for the next 6 weeks and uh, you know i like taking less decisions in fpl to be honest you know the lesser number of decisions we take the lesser mistakes we make simple as that right and this helps us <laughs> agree agree and and one thing to know about the this wild card plan is like Uh, we have do have an international break between 28 and 29, which which may go against us because this will be the first break after the World Cup and most players will be up for it and we don't know how they will be returning or they will be rested in between or not. That is a big thing to be noted. So when is the international break? Is it 28? Yeah, 28 after the 28. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. That that's a big rider, right? So. You are hoping and praying into that game with twenty nine uh, that you know everyone looks well, uh, you know comes back fine. Uh, but uh, how many internationals do you have? If I look at your team for twenty nine, uh, I don't think when me goes Trippier goes outside, right? Mings maybe James. Uh, okay, so you have three English defenders, right? All three <laughs> might be outside, though there's a probability that James gets rested a bit. Uh, right, Fernandez goes, Rashford goes, Madison does not go. That's a good one. Uh, Nacho, more or less, I think. I am not sure whether they have fixtures in Africa. If yes, they he goes. Watkins does not go. Haaland goes. Uh, okay, it's a risky move then, right? Because now I can see the core Actually, of the team. Bench boost twenty. It is risky. Yeah, yeah. we need fourteen players for the bench boost. It is risky. The core is traveling, right? You have like. Good number of players who are traveling. I think Estupinian will not be traveling. Mitoma, I don't know whether Japan has fixtures, right? Uh, March may not be traveling. Right? So, but still, you have around a nine players traveling, and that's a huge risk, right? You never know what happens. Uh, and one thing that I would say is a con of this move is uh, you are generally what I like to do is you know whenever I'm taking such risks, right? Going for even if you know Brentford are. Right, and the good teams—they are not consistent teams, right? So you never know whether they'll give you returns, they'll not give you returns. They will over a midterm. They might not do over a short term, right? So a good thing that I I like is when I go for such moves, I have a wild card to bail me out, right? But when you are using a wild card to get into such moves, you don't have anything to bail you out. So if it backfires, it backfires. There is no other uh, you know way for you to come. It is true. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And and the thing with having the wild card little later is. The gimmick, like you mentioned, most big teams will be doubling in 34, and gimmick 34 bench boost makes more more sense because for the gimmick 29 bench boost, you will have the international break just before it happening, 
and you may require a hit or two to get again the uh, like minus eight to field 15 doublers or 13 doublers for Saland and Saka. So I think for 34, after 33, we'll just have the 34. There is no break in between, and and that is that is a major thing. Yeah, so. Okay. okay, so we actually have another draft to discuss, but, but, but we are really, really running out of time. We have been nearly touching an hour mark, so we need to speed up because we have a lot of other topics to cover. So, so for, for more drafts and to you know understand it a bit more in depth, we'll be posting a link in the description that will redirect to our blog. Uh, the article is posted on Gaming 26 wildcard card drafts and event chip strategies that we'll be discussing later. So now let's obviously go on to the next topic. That's obviously the chip strategy combinations that we could ideally use here at this point. And this is more or less the summary that we have again discussed so far. Yeah, so this is the summary which we discussed. Like 26 wildcard we have discussed, 27 wildcard we, uh, we have also covered. The, the another one is the game week 28 wildcard, uh, which I'm not a big fan of just because of the uh, blank game week and then the bench boost in game week 29 because it is it is like very tricky to make a team for that because there are teams, uh, there are seven teams who we have right now to uh, have a picture in 28 and double in 29. So that would be the plan to attack the game week 20, those seven teams. But the thing is, those seven teams are not not very consistent or like they are mid-table teams. You don't have the big teams there among those seven teams who who have a picture in 28 and double in 29. So I'm not a big fan of that, but that is still one to ponder on. And the other one is the game week 29 wildcard. If you just have the wildcard, I think it is really a good move to attack the like till the end of the season. If we have more and more information, it can help you to navigate. And yeah, game week 29 wildcard and then free hit in game week 32 and then bench boost in 34. So that uh, it, we can attack the teams the double in 29 and 34 as well. So use the bench boost in 34. That is another strategy. Another one is free hitting in 29 for the big double with 11 good double game week players. And then wildcard in 33 and then bench boost in 34 like we discussed before. Another one is the wildcard in 33, bench boost in 34 and free hit in 37. That will be really huge. Like towards the final stretch of the season, like you can catch up the ranks. Properly you can catch up the ranks. And the other one is free it in 28, wildcard 33, bench boost 34, which we have already discussed. The final one is the bench boost in 29. Uh, even without this chip, like, yeah, if, if, if your team is that really well set up, maybe, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a one to think on. And free it in 32 and wildcard in 34, which will help you to set up for the rest of the season. This yeah. is a quick summary. Cool. What's your plan, Sankal? Like, what's your... Uh, my initial thoughts, my, it's not uh, team dependent, uh, right? I think I've screwed up my team to move to the way I want to move. But uh, I feel the optimum way is free hit 29, wildcard 33, you know, bench boost 34. Primarily because uh, I, I don't like to free hit in blank game weeks. I always feel that potential is less, right? And generally in double game weeks, the big teams have double game weeks and everyone goes for that big teams, right? This is the first time uh, I've seen that, you know, none of the big teams, apart from, I think United has a double game week, but most of the big teams have single game week, right? So you have a lot of small teams and the talent pool is very high. So free hit gives me that potential to, you know, pick players uh, from a lot more variety of, uh, you know, talent pool. 
and uh, go for it. Uh, I feel uh, you know you can try out a lot of diverse options, knowing that it's just for one week, and they are all uh, you know free hitting. I can try out the likes of you know Bournemouth players like we spoke about, uh, Leicester players, and know that it's just for one week, so I can go for riskier punts. So I'm really liking that thought of you know free hitting in 29. And if I do free hit in 29, it doesn't make sense for me to wildcard now. I would rather save that, right? And that will define my strategy. So that one is something that I would like to do, but I don't think my team is that well, you know, sorted for me to do that strategy. So I'm still in two minds. I think from a, from my team point of view, it makes sense to do what you are doing. Uh, but I like that angle a lot. Uh, let's see, you know, what I finally take a call. Yeah, yeah to, to play devil's advocate, like the only main issue with the game with 29 cricket is, I'm not, I'm not sure what you will do with Haaland and Saka or Odegaard because they uh, are, have single weeks. Like Haaland one. is up at Liverpool at home and Saka uh, is up I'll at home. I'll drop Haaland for sure. I'll drop Haaland for sure. Max, I can play Saka again because I'm an Arsenal fan and also because Leeds at home is generally a good playing fixture, right? So, I will have max one player from a single game week. Right. Uh, I'll not go for Haaland for sure. And I'll go for 12, 11, uh, you know, 10 doubles or 11 doubles. I might even bench Saka. That is a, you know, bigger call. You know, someone can backfire. But I think there's a good upset. I mean, I'm I'm a fun-loving FPL manager, right? So I feel that, you know, there's a lot more fun going a free hit. Agreed, agreed. Alita, what's your chip plan right now, Rick, for your team? What do you have in mind? Well, uh, one of the the strategies that I more or less follow every year is to um, maybe wildcard around 33. I think that's the one. Wildcard in 33, bench push in 34. And I like to use the free hit towards the end, where uh, it's like now or never a time, right? It happens when when I, I like everybody has, like I want to finish in so-and-so place and you need to go for it all out. So that's the time I kind of like that. But obviously, last season and even this season, I think wildcard 26, bench boost 29, free hit 32 is also good. Or wildcard 26, bench boost 29, navigate 32, and free hit in 34 is also good if you're able to do that. So um, I think that would be probably one of the best moves. But uh, if, if you're able to do it smartly, but obviously the, the draw will help us reveal more things for 32 at this point. But uh, I, I would like to navigate the, these few weeks now and hold on to my those last three ships for the end. It's where I'm like, kind of leaning towards at this point. So, um, I think we've kind of briefly touched upon this. Uh, next, let's, I think, quickly go on, obviously, to this uh, one of the key topics that's been floating around now is obviously Brighton midfielder. Like, who do we go after? Now, obviously, we have Mitoma, March, and McAllister here. So, kind of confusing, right? Which aim to go for? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at the stats as well, uh, right? Uh, you know, that's a, a the you know a name that you have been hearing a lot is McAllister over the last two weeks. But if you look at his returns over the last five or six weeks, right? Uh, you see that it has gone down. In fact. <laughs> I had to check the website, you know, two to three times. I'm like, is is it correct? You know, is it something wrong? I've been hearing so much McAllister, right? 1.75 points, uh, you know, per start. And I, then I went back and checked. Yeah, it's all he has given is two, one pointer, two pointer, one pointer, right? Uh, uh, on the other hand, both Mitoma and March are doing really well, right? 
again march is has a small injury concern right we have to also see something and mitoma is playing a lot wider over the last 3 weeks right so i'm not sure if helps but uh, i'm just looking at the metrics oh, good thing is you know all the midfielders have a positive metric right compared to game week 1 to 16 mitoma only had two matches in between two starts this is per start metric so he had only two starts in game week 1 to 16 he has picked up really well he's playing wider but again mitoma is always live if you look lots of you know touches in the box right it's so high now it's 6.75 it's higher than march and mcclister in fact right uh, fairly stronger right and if i look at his heat map also you see it's so close to the goal right even though he's a winger but last two matches we have seen that you know diverge a bit he started playing a bit wider and that's where uh, you know the what the manager does what deserve does is going to impact the kind of points that we get right uh, that's the only issue with uh, a brighton midfielder is you cannot predict who plays where who you can predict is march march has a very similar style if you look at game week 1 to 16 fairly same one uh, game week 17 to 22 fairly same right he's doing exactly the same things uh, is this that his returns has gone up higher the quality is higher right if i see the touches in the box slight increase there right so he's doing the same things xg slight increase xa is slight is is a strong increase now if i look at his uh, you know uh, xa uh, and big chances created there's a strong increase so there's a good attacking element there that we can see uh, is there compared to any other player you know mitoma or march or mcclister he's really really strong in uh, assists creating potential right uh, something that will give you points for sure and he generally gets into the right positions is something that you know whenever i've seen brighton play right they will keep the ball towards mitoman suddenly they will switch it to march and that's where march comes in and you know attacks even though his touches in the box is much lesser than that of uh, you know mitoma but i feel it's significant because the xg is fairly similar to mitoma right even if he's taking less t- touches uh, the xg is fairly similar the shots in box is same sorts in box there at the right so overall picture i feel march is the solid guy if i know he's fit he's a guy i will go for macalister is a curious case because if you look at his you know first start metrics points are not there for sure right if you're looking for a punty second brighton midfielder i think he's a guy that i can look at if you look at his attempting two shots per match now on target right whereas uh, this is almost twice that of you know mitoma or march he's uh, he's he's getting one big chance per match which is again twice that of march right uh, so all these metrics have suddenly shot up because of the way he's getting involved and this is just to know this is a low sample of two matches which has screwed up the data for us right so ideally i would like to start with march i would not like to start with someone like macmister you know that's like too crazy a move for me but if i want to have two midfielders and say i don't have money for march and mitoma or i i want to try something punty i'll do that second midfielder to mcallister right very if you look at the heat map also it's scattered now because he's played across two different positions and that's the reason heat map is unable to you know capture where he is playing predominantly uh if you're lucky and he plays continues to play as number 10 i think is a good second brighton midfielder to have but i'll take the you know safer option i'll go with uh, march this time yeah very 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 well summarized like you sold me on march right now i was totally confused so i, I think i'm going for uh, 
Mars as the sure pick. And then maybe, like, I think I'll go for Mitoma just to have more oh. fun watching the game. Like, it's fun, right, having Mitoma in your team and watching the game. So, I think, and his, his XD is also, he, he, he's, he overperforms his XD generally. Like, he shoots really well and there, there is always the potential to get points. So, I'm yeah. leaning towards Mars and Mitoma right now. And and to be noted, like the last FA Cup game, like uh, we spoke at the start of the pod, like Macarissa didn't play as a 10. He was playing back. So that is the thing to be noted. I don't want to take the risk and for the next four or five games, I don't know, like two games he starts as 10 and then three games he starts as starts as a CM. So I don't I don't want to take that risk. I genuinely want to have fun and I think March and Mitoma are my picks. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh we can move on to the next topic. The next one is obviously Watkins versus Tony. If you have to pick one of them, that's again solely dependent on how you want to attack. But obviously, we have a few numbers here up on our screen. And this is from Gimmick 25. And uh, so, officially, assist potential we have Watkins with almost like nine chances created, Tony with five. But uh, one thing that is that Watkins has outscored him since Gimmick 17. And uh, the number of attempts are almost nearly the same. But uh, over the next few uh, games, rather, for both of them, is that uh, I think it's it most favorable for Watkins based on what numbers I could, you know, get, is that uh, Palace have, you know, uh, considered the most amount of headed attempts since gaming 17. That's about 35 and more shots on target with 55. And uh, Bournemouth have let in the most amount of shots. That's around 150. So both of these numbers are, you know, favoring Watkins here because I think they play Palace and Bournemouth over the next three weeks. But Tony, on the other hand, is the best option to hit game week 27. So it's, it's I think it's a very clear answer here what we have. If we can accommodate both, that's the best. If you want to uh, look at a short run, then I think Tony is the best looking at game week 27. Obviously, Watkins has a double in 29. And if Tony gets suspended, then you get in Watkins. <laughs> that's it. I think that's how people are going to do. Yeah, yeah. I think they are the best to go, to go for, right? Without doubt. If uh, you have Highland, you want to go three forwards, then these are the two people you should pick first, for sure, uh, without money concerns, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, summarize like, if you want, you should go. It's not versus Watkins, it should be Watkins and Tony. And if you just want to go for one immediately, I think Tony is the pick for 26 and 27. And then for 28 and 29, maybe switch to Watkins because Tony has a tough double in 29. And we don't know what will be the status of yellow card. So for now, Tony and then 28, 29, Watkins. Okay. So I think we've covered this. Let's. Uh... Go to the next slide. There, obviously, we have the captaincy choices that are more or less available for us over the next, you know, few weeks. And we have a lot of debates here. Finally, that's non-Harland is what is popping up a lot now. Who is the first captaincy, you know, option regardless of fixture? It used to be Harland for us. Is it still Harland for you, or is it Rashford? Harland, Harland for me. Uh, okay, okay. Aditya for you. You know, I think it was one of the weeks where Rashford outscored Haaland and I still kept in Haaland. I think that's that's what happens, right? 
last few seasons it's like you know sala 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 now that this fear has gone you know inside our heads like you know e- even though there is a good chance of the other guy outscoring but with all these numerous data available effective ownership and all those things people it it, it eu used to be not even told to people like 5 year 5 season back like, who used to care about eu yeah this guy is a good fixture he's been playing well i captain him now you're like oh no 10 people are also captaining him if i don't i might lose my rank and all those other things are influencing decisions so live i think has pampered us a lot right has over pampered <laughs> us now <laughs> given us too much data uh, uh, it makes us but uh, you know in my mind i feel like uh, rashford is the best option right united play in a way that supports him united are playing really well i think united are now the best attacking team ahead of arsenal and city right the way they are playing right arsenal city still have some niggles here and there right uh, we are winning matches but we are not that fluid attacking team that uh, were there in the first uh, half right and that's why united look to me the you know best asset rashford is the top way or you know only way they look to attack normally you know whenever they look to counter they just look where rashford is running and put the ball there right so, and he's in such a good form that he's finishing right so for me if there's no fixture in mind i would go for rashford now for me in my mind i am clear it's rashford haland and then someone else with fixtures game week 26 i think is a tricky one uh, i think newcastle at home is not an easy one and newcastle defenders will match haland in the air everywhere right that's how newcastle play right they have, they have kept six four six foot six guys they will hassle him they will push him they will do everything they will not let him score easily even if he scores it will not be a brace for sure or a hat trick right so the potential is there for us to try out something new uh, i think both saka and rashford will give us points uh, there's a good certainty about rashford right uh, i know he'll definitely score a goal Uh, so if you go i think uh, rashford is the safer option saka is the you know we don't know what will happen but it's bournemouth so why don't we try out kind of option and at home it is so i i might go for someone like saka but i feel if i have to pick someone right no risk attached it's rashford uh, against liverpool as well for sure for me I my my thoughts was like uh, I thought uh, on general if you are talking about captaincy the only fear of not going with Haaland is Rashford you can say like he will get one goal one assist two goals in a game but the issue with Haaland is he may get four goals in a game easily so that's the general general thought was of uh, not uh, fearing not go with Haaland but like for game week 26 as you told it's it's a very open captaincy I see Newcastle as a team who will not concede more than three for sure because they are. they have solid good defenders who are good in the air and who who are technically also strong defensively and pope will also be back i think so i think uh, it will be it's not a game where city will be scoring three or four easily and i think i may go towards saka for game week 26 perfect perfect and so we quickly quickly answer this also Yeah. Uh, is that for 26? Uh, it's, it's the irony is that I will say Saka for 26. Obviously, I think that it's a no-brainer with Arsenal playing at home, and an Arsenal fan is saying that United going to Anfield is the best option. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of contradiction here. But other than that, I think United captaining Haaland. So, yes, yes, all we've got all the options. People will be very happy that we're having a very democratic stream here. But uh, other than that, you know, one thing is that. Uh, 
in terms for United's perspective, very quickly to answer here, we're playing, we're going to play away at Anfield. Obviously, we need to play a game today, the FA Cup game. That's going to, uh, you know, probably show how consistent we are. Obviously, we managed to beat Barca uh, home and away. Uh, we kind of won the Carabao Cup or Mickey Mouse Cup, whatever people want to call, whatever that is. Uh, it's fine. But how consistent we are is got is going to show. I think today we will we, we'll see rotations from Tenak for sure. But in Anfield, it's a totally different atmosphere. No matter who you are, as soon as you enter Anfield, that's a different game. The, the crowd, the atmosphere itself completely will overtake you. So that's a tough game. No matter a 20th place team goes or the first place team goes. That's going to be a diff- different, difficult game. But for 27, I think it's straight away Rashford for me. Obviously, because of uh, Southampton. But if you have Tony, that's a different story for people who don't get in Tony. That's the thing. Okay, just don't, don't, don't carry it with the guys at Rashford first. It's just that if you get in Tony, obviously that's the option. If not, then Rashford. I mean, that's what I would What would you do, Sydney? Because you are on a wild card. You will have all these guys, right? You will have Tony, you will have Brighton midfielder. We'll have Haaland, Saka, Rashford. Where will you go with your captains? If, if Tony is still on eight yellow cards and Tony uh, and we get good news about the uh, betting charges, I think it will be surely Tony for the game with 27. Makes sense. Makes sense. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so, so, and, and this, like, yeah. this is the week where we may like uh, we, we are not seeing Haaland. Like, does that thought of uh, not having Haaland in the game week 26 wildcard teams that like we are not going to captain him for four weeks straight because 29 is another double where you are going to mostly captain not someone other than Haaland. Because four weeks you are not captaining your player and are you willing to take that risk if someone on a game week 26 wildcard? What do you think? Yeah, I know. I think this is one of the questions that we have received today as well. I saw it somewhere someone asked. You know, should we can we go for a team without uh, Haaland? I think if you're not captaining him, it makes sense, right, to, to try out different things. The only thing is, uh, I mean, game week 29, I'm pretty confident not having Haaland is okay because US plays Liverpool again. Van Dyke will be on Haaland, right? It will not be a lot of goals for sure, right? So that way, I'm pretty more confident, right? Uh, game week 28 is when uh, do City uh, blank in game week 28, Sini? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, game 28 also the blank, right? Now, it makes things uh, easier, right? I, I don't think I'm captaining Haaland Palace away as well. Not an easy fixture. I don't think I'm captaining Haaland Newcastle at home. If I am doing a game with 26, you know, wild card, right? I would rather take out Haaland now. I know money is not a problem because none of us will go go for, you know, Salah, KDB, right? Or even the Liverpool fullback. So, you have a lot of money in the game. So, it's not about money. Uh, but I would rather keep that money in the bank and go for some someone, you know, that third mid forward, right? Tony uh, Watkins and someone else and see who I can use. Uh, knowing that my captaincy is pretty well set. Uh, I think if I'm looking at it today, I'll go for Saka. I might do a Brighton midfielder or a Rashford in the game week 27. And then game week 28, uh, I think I will go for Tony against uh, Leicester, right? So... Fairly comfortable not captaining Haaland in any of these games. And uh, then it makes sense for me to take those risks. Uh, you know, if you are going for a wild card and you're looking for a high upside, I think this is the best way to 
do it right uh, go all the way Yeah, yeah. Well, well summarized. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, go all the way. We'll go straight away to our worst teams at this point. So <laughs> yeah, this is my team, as you can see, I I I fell into that trap, that Liverpool trap. Heard so positive things uh, from everyone. Uh, you know, just I I I went for uh, Trent, Gapko, and Darwin. The reason I went for Gapko is I wanted to bring in Odegaard for the double game week as well. So. I did this. I don't think I'll be make, if I'm not on wild card. I don't think I'll be making any moves. I'll be saving my transfer uh, because uh, I'm okay, you know, with uh, Liverpool players playing United guys because I think someone will score. Uh, I expect it to be a high-scoring game, so I would just let them play it out, see who gives me more points, and then use that input for game of 27 at least. That, that's the thought. Thank you. Yeah, you are confident having both Darwin and Inkeria. <laughs> Uh, NKTM will go on bench for me unless he doesn't play this week. If he doesn't play this week, then I know he doesn't play. He will play Bournemouth home. Then it's a bit tricky for me to decide who to play. Right? Uh, I know Liverpool, Newcastle at home is not good. I might bench Grealish for a week and see. Uh, you know how things turn out. I might do that. Uh, but Darwin, I'm confident because Darwin is already fit. We have got the news, right? So fitness is no longer a problem. He plays United at home. He plays Bournemouth away. I'm confident playing him, right? Even if I'm if I'm not wide carding, I'm confident playing him. Eddie is someone that I'll have to move out, and I look for replacement. You know where I can take that one. I'll upgrade it to someone for sure. And this is. My team with the Liverpool triple up, Trent, Salah, Darwin, and 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 all the other players. I think I'm I'm 90% on a wild card. I'm still not yet confirmed. Disclaimer alert. But yeah, <laughs> but if if I will be wild carding, it will be one of the drafts which which more or less one of the drafts which is stored on the stream. And if I'm not wild carding, I think uh, I'll be uh, I'll be moving out. Uh, I don't know. I'll be moving out probably Patterson or Bruno. Like I have money in the bank, so I'll be moving them out for a bright a Brentford defender. Makes sense. Now I have one concern that I need to ask Shrini. That's what do I do with Maris? So Maris is on my bench as a first sub at this point because I really don't know. I I don't know whether Pep Pep is you know as uh, as a different you know what do they call it? flavor of the season right they call. It. They keep on changing it, so now he doesn't want Maris. So, what do you think? Has he lost his place, or he's giving Foden a chance, or what's the exact thing going on there? I don't know. I think he's he's still very much very much uh, first team player. Not like he's he's still ahead of Foden in the ranks, but I I think so. Like with Foden, Foden is slowly gets back to back to his old self, and really just undroppable at the moment. Like he has started like. Nine, ten games in all competitions in a row. Grealish is close to undroppable, and yeah. So like before, uh, so I think it is between Foden and Maris. And Maris was played in the UCL game and then was benched in the Premier League game. And uh, so it is, it is, it is a bit tricky. He again started in the cup game yesterday. Maris and Foden came on as a sub. So it does, uh, like, uh, sorry, Foden also started the game. So it is, it is a bit tricky. I think I'll, I'll hold him for one more week, maybe. And then see, or if you're, uh, and then get a Brighton mid for him, like to see, you you'll know the better Brighton mid, and if, with the latest injury, so I'll hold him for one more week, and then get a Brighton mid next week for him. 
so this is what i am on at the moment i i don't know i think i may um, maybe bench shaw for maris i i don't know what to do exactly because i really need him to play others there's no point i'm more or less inclined to roll my transfer and uh, you know it will give me an option to maybe get in uh, tony for nkt and downgrade maris to brighton mid is what i'm thinking at this point but uh, obviously maris would trip here this week and then like you told remove nkt and maris next week hmm so that's what i'm looking at at this point and we will see what happened i mean uh, there's still a lot of time with the deadline and uh, you know immediately people will look at other managers and like okay even i'm going to will give us some idea right if tonight liverpool plays really well it solves a lot of our problems right uh, so let's uh, wait out for that fact that is before we take that point. yeah i think we need yeah. we need some positive points back right for the hits uh, So <laughs> I, I am I, I am still on minus twelve from the minus twelve I have taken last week. So I want to recover that minus twelve tonight at least. <laughs> okay, perfect. perfect. So I think let's quickly cover up some questions and we'll wrap it up. We are already about like close ninety odd minutes, almost you know an entire football game we have played here just by speaking. <laughs> so, uh, um, we see. Okay. Like this, you see. Okay, here's one. The likes of Jao Felix, Ihenacho, uh, Watkins, Tony, all having a gaming twenty double twenty nine. Is it Stoke is now to sell Erling Holland in gaming twenty eight and reverse it back in gaming thirty? If you have a good risk appetite, yes, definitely. I am pretty much okay with it. Right? If you're doing wild card, go you know go have fun. That, that's the idea for me. Right, uh, Sinis yeah. in agreement. Yeah, in agreement. Especially remember when gaming twenty eight, uh, between gaming like let the question invention it's for just for twenty eight and twenty nine, and we have lots of fun. So value is not a big problem for us right now. So gaming twenty eight and twenty nine, Haaland has one game, and these guys have three games, and you are not going to captain Haaland in that one game. So and he played Liverpool. It's not an easy fixture. Yeah, well. yeah. So three fixtures on this one, and you are not going to captain. So I think it it is worth the risk. Surely, yeah. Uh, obviously, this one I think is a pretty straightforward. Just got Salah and Edison as game week. I think the whole obviously it's based on two nights result. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you are on a wild card hold. Yeah. This is the next one. Is that yes, Kepa Ward and this is entire team shot repair. Bono White, Tarkovsky, midfield Salah, Saka, Odegaard, Mitoma, uh, and Rashford forward is Nunez, Salah, and Moto. Uh, will you suggest to do a wild card or use free transfer? I will. Tricky depends. Like it's it's a good team. It won't necessarily need a wild card. Maybe a free transfer and minus four will do, or even rolling a transfer may do because it's uh, it is it is really tricky. I think it depends on what are all the other chips you have and how do you want to attack the season. Like if you have your free left and wild card is also there, I think you can save it. Again, you can save it anyways because, yeah, the team is good. You can go both ways, right? I think, like we discussed, the pros and cons of twenty-six is there in front of you. We have showed it, right? Now that you know the pros and cons, up to you want to attack, you go attack. If you don't want to attack, also, I think 
you have fairly good amount of money in the middle with Salah and all, and you can play it out. You'll be able to, you know, play out without much problem, right? Uh, so take that call, Esfaria. But uh, I think how you should have a good idea about, you know, uh, what what is the pro of doing a wild card now, at least, right? And if it is looking really attractive for you, go for it. And if you're wild carding or not, uh, either ways, you should have a plan like. If you're wildcarding, what you're going to do in 32 and 34, just think about it. If you're not going to wildcard, when will you be using the chips? Just have a rough idea on it. Well, I think we've kind of covered uh, most of the questions that uh, were unique or different. I think some of them were, uh, are the ones that we've actually covered throughout our discussion so far. So I think so that brings us to the end of this uh, you know, stream, uh, maybe sort of uh, not exactly a Game Week 26 preview stream, but rather a Game Week 26 uh, chip strategy or a wildcard draft or a basically whatever you're really thinking stream. Uh, that brings us to the end. Hopefully we will see you all next week. Actually, after Game Week 26 is done, we'll, we'll actually we'll find out how many of us actually end up wildcarding saying that no, we will roll with a minus four, a minus eight, and all those things, and we'll actually end up with a wildcard. It'll be fascinating to see if you wildcard and whether Haaland survives or we actually get in different differentials. What happens with Ivan Tony is an interesting story that we'll know next week. <laughs> More of that we'll know next week, I guess. So thanks to Sankal and Srini for taking time to join. Obviously, it's a long discussion over close about 95 odd minutes. Do like, share and subscribe. You're seeing a lot of you guys are actually tuning to us but are not subscribing. Obviously, that is uh, you know, we all know how YouTube works and that's kind of not you know, pushing us in the right direction. So, if you do like our credit, please do you know, uh, help us out here. So, that brings us to the end. Uh, hopefully, we see you guys. See you all guys uh, next week. Yeah.